Hi, this is Nathan. Welcome to the WADFAM Chalk Pond. Hi there, I'm Dylan James Weaver, but you can call me Dylan. I run a podcast called the WADFAM Chalk Pod. It's a place of humor, analysis, and excitement. But don't take my word for it. You can find out for yourself on today's WADFAM Chalk Pod. They used scenes of this episode in episode 266, It Began with a Rabbit's Foot. Oh. That is an episode that we very well may cover Ooh. because it intersects with some Katrina and Eugene stuff. Hello and welcome to the WADFAM Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we are here this week to talk about episode 266, It Began with a Rabbit's Foot. Dun, dun, dun! The Occult! Uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going back! We've, we've treaded these waters before, both metaphorically and literally. Yep, yep. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, it's it's a real delight to uh, revisit the origins of the Bible room, which are in no way concerning at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but this episode, we can glaze past it. If True. you care about our coverage, go back and listen to when we talked about Gotcha during the Connie's conversion arc. There you go. Because the story with this episode, so Gotcha's episode 24. It aired during that first year of the show back in April April 30th of 1988. And a mere six years later, on April 30th of 1994, you see what they did there? I kind of can't believe it, but it is literally the same date six years later that this airs. Wow. And I don't think that was intentional. No, I... But it's kind of amazing. Yeah, I... That, wow. I'm I'm literally in awe because I don't know whether to believe that somebody was neurotic enough to make sure that that happened, which would make sense, or that we got like a white <laughs> that literally just is a unicorn and worked out magically. <laughs> yeah, we'll never know. But like also the fact that it's six years apart, so it could literally air on the same day because they're only airing new episodes one day a week. Yeah. And you only have those days hit the same every five or six years. Because leap year. Yeah. It's wild. Um, anyways, so... Could it be God? <laughs> I mean, look, there are some things we'll talk about this episode. <laughs> this isn't the only wild thing, like, behind the scenes with this episode. <laughs> All right. Um, but, the, so the deal is... Gotcha, which we covered back then, uh, was pulled from the air after it played for the first time because it's a David Harley episode. Mm. And we can't show him. No. And it was one where they didn't... So the way a lot of Harley episodes go mm -hmm. is they either cut his part and, like, edited it out. Mm -hmm. They brought in a new character to like replace certain things with yeah. they re-recorded it later with entirely different people like they basically just reused the script yeah or they pulled it from circulation mm -hmm. and gotcha is one that they couldn't rework so it just got yanked from circulation oh okay but 
it's a pretty key episode, episode yeah. of the show. Yeah. And so it was because it introduces the creation of the Bible room and it plays this part in Connie's whole mm-hmm. arc that yeah. we covered in our Connie year one coverage. So it was just kind of floating out there and was clearly one they wanted to bring back. Mm-hmm. And so they made this crazy decision that kind of works mm-hmm. in this episode of okay what if we just flash back mm-hmm. and we focus on the bible room stuff and we yada yada the rest of it mm-hmm. so that we so we get some connie and wit stuff we get the bible room but like we get no harley we philo is mentioned but is not in yeah, the forefront like they really just because they're cutting in and out of the story, yeah. they can really make it work. Mm-hmm. So it is well done from a structure percent um, perspective. Well, I would say that if, and as somebody that has listened to Gotcha, like it does kind of feel like somebody telling a story about what happens in Gotcha. Yeah. You know, which is yep. perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's well executed, especially when you have that context of, very few people listening to this episode had heard Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It was only made available again when the club launched and they put the Harley episodes on there. Otherwise, it was out of circulation for mm-hmm. decades. Yeah, that is... Hmm. Yeah, so, no, so this must be how I learned about... Because I do remember hearing this episode. Because this is um, obviously around the albums that I had. So I right. was most uh, interested in them. Yeah, and the other the other thing to note is so the episode in the clo- in Chris's like closing credits for the episode, it is this episode is credited as written by McCusker and Lawler and directed mm-hmm. by Lawler. Mm-hmm. However, it began with a rabbit's foot is written by McCusker, uh. according to both official guides. Mm-hmm. But then Gotcha is a Phil, Phil Lawler, Lawler episode. <laughs> he wrote and directed Gotcha, so he gets top cred. For this one? Uh, I don't know if they would go... I think it's McCusker, then Lawler Okay. in the credits. But regardless, they both get credited as writers on this one. But it seems like McCusker was the guy to actually rework this into an episode. Yeah. And Phil just gets that credit because he wrote the original one. Okay. okay. Which makes sense. Yeah. And I, he it, is directing this one, so it's not like... Yeah. It's not like he doesn't have say in input. it. But yeah. right, it also is... I imagine having Phil direct it is a, hey, you made the the original. Yeah. McCusker might have had the idea and built the script out, but we're actually going to handle the yeah. direction of how this episode is going to oh, play man, out. man, we just praised Phil Lawler on accident. <laughs> hey, I mean, look. the Blackard's man, good. <laughs> right, the man doesn't always suck. He, he, he always sucks as a man. He doesn't always do a bad job. That's fair. That's fair. I can respect that. <laughs> uh, so with that colossal bombardment of context right off the top, um, I think it might be time to get into the actual episode. And to do that, I'm going to roll the promo. Yes, please. 
On the next Adventure in Odyssey, Lucy's research for a newspaper article results in a flashback to the earliest days of Wit's End. Meet Connie before she became a Christian and learn how her interest in good luck charms convinces Wit to create a special place for kids, the Bible Room. And what happens when Eugene's friend Katrina wants to learn more about the Bible for herself? Find out next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Wow. <laughs> Is it bad that I kind of want that guy to just narrate all the garbage stuff I do in my life? It like, would be I, fun. I, I think it would be hilarious if I had that guy narrating me making ramen at like 11.50. <laughs> Andrew Acebo <laughs> is making ramen in his kitchen. Little does he know <laughs> that he is going to get too much steam in the seasoning packet and it's going to come out all clumpy and frustrating. <laughs> If only he had known that he could have cracked an egg in it and made it so much better. Amen. Uh, Love me a good ramen with egg Mm -hmm. or uh, ramen with oregano and egg. Oh, oregano. (laughs) No, not oregano. Oreg? Uh, no. Oh my goodness. All right, so now that everybody's left, let's talk about the episode. We got through all that context without tying it to the fact that this is mostly about Katrina and Eugene. Yeah. And like in kind of a significant way. Yeah, for sure. Katrina walks into Wit's End dazed and confused. (laughs) For so long, it's not true. I mean, but truly, like, she's yeah. just got, like, she Glassed. is out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, Eugene's at the college right now. So Connie's like, wait, why are you here? Usually if Eugene's not here, he's with you. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I was here because I'm not with Eugene. So I assumed he'd be here. Yeah, because when he's not here with me, he's, he's here. Yes, just really highlighting how intertwined their lives have become as the only two people who are friends. Yeah, no, it's, uh... It's, I mean, it's cute. I don't know. I Especially when Eugene then comes in later and basically, like, reiterates the same bit. Like, yeah. it's sweet. Yeah, their relationship is sweet. I, I am, because of my own baggage, mm-hmm. a little stressed at Eugene's um, lack of communication of his own feelings. Yeah, no, that's fair. Right, Rightfully so. We're at this point where it's assumed that if they are not at their jobs, they are together. Mm-hmm. And Eugene's still like, she probably sees us as very good friends. Which, I mean, maybe. Maybe. I'm a big fan I'm, of platonic I, look, friendships. Look, you don't have to sell me on platonic friendships, Andrew. Yeah, exactly. It's the only thing that keeps me going at this point. <laughs> But Ugh, and our secret uh, romantic side dish. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the bonus show. <laughs> yeah, we're bringing back the bonus show, having just killed it off, to talk about whatever this is. <laughs> oh, it's just a camera angle, like from the ceiling of us cuddling. <laughs> <laughs> Great, love it. Um, but. Uh, fully clothed of course (laughs) you know i wasn't concerned that it wouldn't be until you stated that (laughs) then i had to worry (laughs) 
but but yeah it's just like i'm like i understand that there are like these the every relationship's gonna have these periods of transition but this feels very long well no it doesn't it just feels like we have gotten very intense very quick without ever communicating what is going on yeah no, which is so relatable yeah no that is and from personal experience bad yeah yeah no that i'll I'll take your word for it because i'm i'm definitely the one to speak too much and not too little (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness you ever just bury feelings for a year at a time friends chalk squad I'm calling you friends now because I just because of what I just said. <laughs> we're, we're burying our souls. Look, to you. Uh, uh, we're recording not, this at night. Like this it's, is... it's true. Also, if it's not clear, Eugene and Katrina stuff, I'm going to keep um, inserting myself into, into the narrative. Well, I've done you, it three episodes and running now. I mean, wonderful. And you know, you've always identified with Eugene and notoriously have not heard much of this. So. I think this could be a valuable lesson that you may Great. get some insight. Uh huh. Uh huh. We're gonna solve all my problems. This the, the this second is, half of this, this is well, audio therapy. Ra- ra- that's what I was gonna say. Is rather than doing a uh, like the split episode summer showdown, mm-hmm. we're just gonna do a bonus episode at the end where Andrew is my therapist. <laughs> It's just me saying, wow, that's really depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew. (laughs) The perfect segue. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Katrina explains that she is here because she has lost her job and at the college and is stressed about that. And she is looking for Eugene because, quote, he seems as if, as if he'd be of great comfort during a trying time. Which is adorable. Oh, it's so sweet. So sweet. It's so sweet. Of great comfort during a trying time. I'm so glad like, that I, I want... know that it works out for them. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. so glad well, that I know that, that it, it works, works out for them. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't it work out for me? <laughs> it will. You just need to hang around more libraries. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've heard worse strategies. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, this whole picking up women at bars situation, not for me. <laughs> I'm also not on the market, so <laughs> worth clarifying. Yeah, we're, we're in a secret relationship. Yes. Um. So, so yeah, then um, Connie makes a great joke about mm-hmm. saying, well, Eugene's usually the reason for my I trying said, time, so yeah. I can't relate to that, but it's sweet nonetheless. Or she's like, well, I don't really know because Eugene's the cause of my trying times. Yeah. And then uh, and then she grabs uh, Katrina to, and is like, look, we can go up to Wit's office and mm-hmm. just talk. I'll, I can be your person to talk to, mm-hmm. which great. Yeah. Love that for Connie. Also, she just like yells to the back to Wit and Wit's like, oh, yeah, cool. Go love that yeah epic it's good well and so for me immediate thoughts of the like connie the counselor episode and i was like wow that's really cool that we kind of see those tendencies fostered in like really key episodes um Mm -hmm. like this one she doesn't do a good job no no she does terrible that was the other thing (laughs) but she does care she cares but not real, like, well, I mean, she does care. She cares enough to listen, which yeah, is valuable. But right, right. She cares enough to listen. She's not doing a great job at the listening portion 
but also high schooler. Yeah, high schooler doesn't get it and like doesn't have the language to be able right, to process right. that. Right, right. We we've talked before about my uh about how I walk through hard times with people, which is either just by like sitting there in silence and nodding mm-hmm. or by trying to divert it with comedy. <laughs> And, like, these days, we've also gotten better, way pretty good about, like, oh, asking no, no. questions. No, yeah, and like, like Yeah, I think, but, like, especially high school, Dylan, it mm-hmm. was like, I am uncomfortable. I am going to make joke to alleviate tension. That is my brand. That is why people come to me anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's then I am I, going to go doing. home, and, it's, and the weight of this is going to hit me, and I'm going to send a Facebook message to actually empathize. Yeah. I love that for you, though. I mean, that's... We've grown. Yeah, that's that's huge. But, like, still having Shout that... out to former guests on this show who have experienced this firsthand. <laughs> yeah, but there is something to be said that when somebody's going through, like, a really trying time, less is often more. Yes. And, like... Oh, for sure. I would much rather... Don't some... offer solutions. Yeah, I would much rather her say, I don't know what to say that's really depressing than her be like, oh, everything happens for a reason. God's got a plan mm. for this. Yep. Agreed. Don't be sad. <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, the, the kind of kicker with Katrina's... With Katrina losing her appointment is that she doesn't have the money to stay in college. Yeah, which is huge. Yeah. And so... Connie is just like, man, I am too depressed from this story to give good advice. I mean, honestly. <laughs> and then she does come up with a solution, mm-hmm. um, which is fun. And which is, she's just like, well, just get a job here. Yeah. Like you said, you have no particular skills outside of tutoring, which also big skill, great skill. And I kind of doubt it. Katrina is. Very smart. Yeah, I feel like she sews or something like that. Like, she's got to be crafty. Sure, but, like, right, there's got to be other employment for her. But I also like that, right, wits end as a perfect stopgap is great. Need a paycheck. Wits the kind of guy that would hire somebody like her. Yeah. Obviously, she's been hanging around them more, so... He does. <laughs> Meanwhile, downstairs, Lucy shows up. God bless. Dude, I was so excited that Lucy was here. She's so, and I mean this in the least sexual way, she's so cute. Yeah. She's well, so cute. Here's the thing. There is nothing in this episode other than context and her voice to indicate that she is a child. True. She is functioning fully as, as an, an adult. adult. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, as a, oh, and even Katrina. And talk, yeah. Like, Katrina, when they meet, (laughs) recognizes her as a reporter. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's absolutely bananas. But, so Lucy, Lucy is coming to Wit, and Mm -hmm. she's like, I'm looking, like, I want to write, like, a story about Wit's End. And Wit's like, well, we've already done that. Mm -hmm. Like, and she's like, no, but, like, I was thinking about something more specific. Can we do, like, a story about the Bible room? It's centrality to wit's end and like how that came to be yeah for a piece she is writing for the odyssey times not the owl the The times Times. the real newspaper Newspaper. with editor-in-chief dale Dale jacobs Jacobs. (laughs) (laughs) like it's kind of crazy no no it is and like also epic and i love that yeah no no good for good for her like go lucy doesn't rory do something like that Early on in Stars in Gilmore's Girls, I sure. Think she I mean, she's an article for the, the 
What's what's the Stars Hollow Gazette? Probably. Yeah, I mean that 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 checks out. Yeah. But yeah. Fact yeah. check me, please. <laughs> Look, if you want to tweet at the Wadfam Chalkpod about, don't fact check us. But if you want to tweet at us about Gilmore Girls, no one's gonna complain. I will always respond if you tweet at me about Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I am not on Twitter anymore. Good for you. I didn't know this. I my my account still exists. Yeah, yeah, me too. But the I I got rid of both Twitter and Reddit for my phone for the new year. Wow, good for you. And I have not caved yet. We will see. The part where it's going to get complicated is when I need to be in people's DMs to book guests on this show. Yeah. Well, I mean, Twitter's web browser exists. Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, I'll make it work. But for the time being, not on Twitter. I still get the notifications. I'm still checking notifications, like, weekly on the podcast Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Um, but the... Uh, my main Twitter account is uh, just a black hole at this point. So if you are trying to get a hold of me, uh, that is not the way to do it. Yeah. No, I mean, always just email it. Yeah. Email us, please. The email and any of the Twitter, like the podcast Twitter account, mm-hmm. also the podcast Instagram account. Mm-hmm. All of those are well monitored. Yeah. Anyway. Back to the show. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... So it's like, well, I can tell you the origin of the Bible story. It began with a rabbit's foot. So we get, yeah, we get, we get the roll credits Mm -hmm. and then Katrina comes down or Katrina and Connie come down. Connie's like, Hey, wait, can I speak to you Mm -hmm. off to the side and pulls him away. And Katrina's standing there with Lucy and Lucy just hammering home how adult this person is walks up and introduces introduces herself to Katrina, which can you imagine? No, I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> like, I... That's something I would do when I was 12. Oh, wow. We are such different people. I do not introduce myself to someone now. If I was standing next to you at the counter, we're just standing there. Well, no, I'm not saying that No, I know, but I'm just saying, like... Like, but if it's my home turf... Right. You know, like, if if I'm at... Uh, the dosi do, and I see sure. like somebody that everybody's treating like a regular that I don't know. I'm gonna introduce myself. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I I appreciate that about you. I am not a particularly anxious person, but for as extroverted as I am, I don't do well in social situations where there is where I don't feel like I'm the one in control. Hmm. That's fair. And so I don't introduce myself to people. That's fair. I love introducing other people, though. Yeah. That is that is the best. If you can introduce yourself by introducing somebody else, that's 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 great. Yeah. But uh but yeah, anyways, not the point here. The point is that right. That Lucy introduces herself to Katrina, which is very adult, and then Katrina's like, "Oh, Oh, you write articles for the paper. I know you. Mm-hmm. Just once again. It's like if you recast her as a reporter. If you recast Lucy even slightly, or if this was your first episode, like I don't know. She she might just play as an adult. Uh, she'd be a high schooler, probably. Right. I would I would think she's like Connie's contemporary. Right. Which I think yeah, I think Connie doesn't feel like a high schooler. No. <laughs> Anyways, so Thanks, McCusker. <laughs> So, yeah, Wit, Wit just comes back out and is like, hey, you've got the job. Yeah. And then Eugene walks in. 
and is upset about this. Yes, he is. He is very excited to find Katrina. Mm-hmm. They chat. He is. He had already gone to the library and found out about her termination. Yes, yes. And that's where we get the whole bit where he's like, I've been looking everywhere. I looked uh, at the library because you weren't at... Uh, uh, I looked at the library because you weren't at class or here because that's where I was and vice versa. You know. Yep. Call back to earlier joke. Yes, exactly. And it's very cute. And then, um, yeah. But Eugene is very flustered. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He just, it really catches him off guard and he Mm -hmm. gets defensive pretty quickly, but not in like an aggressive way, which I really appreciate. No. Um, And so he kind of goes off, all flustered. Mm -hmm. And then we do the um do connie and katrina go with him where do connie and katrina go during this because wit and lucy regardless connie and katrina aren't with them initially wit and lucy go into the bible room to hear the story yes and then connie and katrina go somewhere and eugene goes off flustered maybe they're all together they're going doesn't really matter no i think connie and katrina are talking about christianity not yet. Oh no, that's later. No, that's later. That's what I'm saying. They're just they're just off doing something. Yeah. But Eugene excuses himself and then Because he wants to get a newspaper. <laughs> yep. Which which uh Lucy famously writes. Um <laughs> and so they go back and we get the we get the flashback. Mm-hmm. And I am so glad that we covered this episode before mm-hmm. that we covered Gotcha before yeah. covering this because it means we can really just glaze over the oh, flashback yeah. stuff. Yeah. It doesn't matter; it's not relevant to the current occurring things, but it is like a clever device to work this back in. Yeah, and it it is a really well thought out solution yeah. by McCusker yeah. and the team at the show. I agree. Um, and we have, yeah, we, we we come out of the scene with Wit saying, like, you know, as you can imagine, I, I wasn't too thrilled about the fact that Connie gave Philo a rabbit's foot. Mm-hmm. And Lucy just, so good. It's just like, what? You? Upset <laughs> about a rabbit's foot? Like, so funny. Sarcastic Lucy, best Lucy. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But then the lines um, are getting grayer, Dylan. <laughs> but she, the, she's not voiced by a child, is she? I believe she is. Oh God, no! I don't know what age that child is at this point, but she was like an actual kid. Cool voicing, yep. nope, Lucy. She's she's famously married to the guy who voiced Jack Davis. It's oh, Jenny, that's right. Yes, Jenny yes, Long yes, 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 is married yes, 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 to the guy Jack, who voiced Jack, Jack Davis, <laughs> and actually that might be true at the point of this episode. Oh, there you go. It's 94. They got married in May of 94. So they got married literal months after this, ep- like a month after okay. this episode aired. So Connie and Katrina come in to let Wit know that the fuse blew in the little theater. Mm-hmm. And so he's got to go do that. And he hands it off to Connie to continue the story. And Connie's like, Oh man, wait, why are you telling this story? I love how embarrassed she is yeah. by this. It is so humorous to me. And yeah, so she she kind of, mm-hmm. you know, ca- couches it in like, 
yeah, this was like, you know, in a time before I was a Christian, like, you know, I w- it was it was not great. Let's go back. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk this through. And so she jumps back into it. And this is the only scene where the flashback kind of starts to drag. Yeah. It's too long. Yeah. So, like, it started out and I was like, ooh, this is really, like, the flashback's really working for me. And then my I literally wrote, I think this actually works better in flashback than it did in the episode. And then my next note is, uh, I take it back. <laughs> they definitely could have shortened this more. Yeah. Because this middle scene of it does just it's drag so on long. too much. Um, yeah. But, it, yeah. It, so it sets up that whole dynamic where Wit's, you know, kind of chewing out Connie for, yeah. The mis- occult, which right. is reading a horoscope. Yep. Anger. <laughs> oh, Andrew, we forgot to introduce ourselves by our star sign. That oh. was a bit I had prepared. Oh. I was going to say hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpod. I'm Dylan Weaver and I'm a cancer. Oh. <laughs> and I'm Andrew Sabo and I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> and that checks out, mm-hmm. I assume. I think so. Hey, Andrew, know. what's your Myers Briggs time? <laughs> Uh, I think I'm, I used to be an ENFJ, but now I'm an INFJ. So I, I, yeah, you're like, nah, Uh uh you're an introvert. Sure. I believe I am ESTJ. Okay. Okay. Um, what's your, uh. And this is this is my dig. The uh-huh. Enneagram. What's your number? <laughs> oh, I am a I am a five wing four, Andrew. Okay. I'm a I'm a four wing five, I wanna say. Or a five or four wing three. I think I'm a four wing three, if that's possible. That is possible. There it is. That's me. Look at you. Enneagramming it up. Well, and that's my point. Which you... gram is it? it? Could be any of them. It could be <laughs> The old broke the word into two words joke. <laughs> we definitely and haven't I, done it earlier on this episode. I'm dying, though, because it's so funny every time. <laughs> like, that is my um, sense of humor. We should do a podcast together. Oh, maybe. Seeing as we have this much overlap in humor. God, God. You ever listen if to Adventures only. in Odyssey? Actually, I was thinking about doing one about John Mulaney's TV show from, like, forever ago. Andrew, I have to cut that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> follow at Mulaney podcast on Twitter and Instagram the handle that I have see now you can't it's not important <laughs> now you can't cut it <laughs> oh cause that's the best bit <laughs> if you get followers for a podcast that doesn't even exist oh man alright um, so Eugene finally comes back uh, which, well, so the, yeah, I would say before that, I think it's interesting that the, the, when they come out of the flashback, flashback. bit, like the, there's a conversation between oh, Katrina Connie. and Connie about like Christianity. Yeah. Right? Where Katrina's just like, wait, like his conviction was so strong that he like created a room yeah. because of this. And she, she makes a comment about like, she always had an academic understanding of Christianity, mm-hmm. but never really understood how that could be like implemented in someone's like personal life. Yeah. She said she never saw it in practice personally. I think. Yeah. What she says. Yeah. Yeah. Which the in practice part. Yeah. Is yeah. very cool and interesting and like makes perfect sense for Katrina's character at this point in the show. Yeah. And I didn't, I can't say that I fully, um, 
knew that Katrina was like not a Christian at any point. Oh, like, I know interesting. That she, I know that she becomes a Christian. Obviously, like she has her own conversion arc, kind of. Um, but it's because it's so quick for her. Like, sure. it's, I, I feel like if with the uh, exception of uh, the episodes early on that we're going to cover this one included, um, you don't really get to see too much of Katrina pre conversion. Yeah, for sure. Like, but I, I also, I appreciate, I appreciate that she is introduced two episodes ago like two two episodes like she's in two episodes prior to this yeah and the show doesn't need to establish her faith one way or the other exactly yeah that's really cool like it just kind of lets it rest there and this is truly it feels like like katrina though as far as like it doesn't feel like paul mccusker writing katrina to do something that he wants her to do yeah like He's written Katrina so well that we, like, it feels like a Katrina thing to do to be like, wow, I knew so much about, you know, Jesus of Nazareth because I read all those books and took all those classes. But, like, now I'm actually seeing that, like, people really are, like, changed by this dramatically. Yeah, yeah. it Right. It's her, like, the blend that we've talked about over the last couple episodes of her being as smart as Eugene, but also, like, socially apt and portrayed with yeah. feelings yeah. in, like, like someone who doesn't keep their feelings bottled up mm-hmm. like Eugene does. Or but mumble at, at the camera like wit. <laughs> right, but who's actually willing to express them. Yeah. And so part of that here is that, like, we haven't, not only has Katrina not been established what her faith background is up to this point, but... None of the characters have needed to impose that on her until it's coming up organically. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's really, really well handled, I feel like, in this scene. Of, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's that heavy-handed. And I like that Connie comes to, like, Katrina's... This is Katrina's first real exposure to it because she hasn't really interacted with Connie and Wit in a context where it would make sense that this would come up. Yeah. And then, Eugene, like, Eugene's immediately brought up and she's like, oh, I wonder, like, why he doesn't bring this stuff up. And Connie doesn't aggressively throw Eugene under the bus. No, she doesn't really mention it. Well, she says she has the line where it's like, I don't really know what he believes. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. do you? Yeah. But it's not. It feels like Connie is doing like is she's conducting she's... herself in a way to protect Eugene and protect this relationship. Yeah. Like she's really clearly mature, yeah. right. She's on their team. Mm-hmm. She likes Katrina yeah. and Eugene and wants this to work for them well yeah and it's like it's a i would say it's a very generous view for her yes like, or, and it's a yeah. ve- generous a gener- is a great way a generous view of eugene from her where you know if she was mad it would be in character for connie to you know go off and say that oh he's just an atheist or something weird like that like they would ever say atheist on the show <laughs> i don't have they i i, I, I don't mm, maybe now maybe who knows maybe but. now who knows <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, for her to be so gentle with it and just, yeah, not say, state what she doesn't know rather than try to pretend that she does know something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and so Wit, Wit comes back in and they jump back into the story. Mm-hmm. And this is this is where we get the um the wit and tom scene mm-hmm. where wits you know yeah the bible became boring right where mm-hmm. they have that whole exchange um and then eugene comes in and interrupts mm-hmm. and this time he's like he comes in to be to be like, hey, Katrina, look at all these jobs I found you that aren't wit's end. Mm-hmm. And there's this really cute line where um, he's, like, trying to pitch her to be, like, you a know. A contract foreman or something? No. Oh, it's before that. It's he. I think it's the first one he mentions where he's, like, you could um, you could be a, like, this person needs, like, phone sales. Yeah, yeah. You could do that. I could listen to you on the phone for hours. Yeah. And she just quietly says, you have. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so cute. Yeah. And also hilarious Mm -hmm. to be like, the 90s were just a wild time. Mm -hmm. They were. Because it's like, you guys live in the same town, go to the same college, hang out at the same places. It's so small. Why are you ever on the phone for hours? Yeah. You you really Says me as I like text people who i could get to in five minutes constantly yeah that's but like fair. but it is just that that's multitasking mm-hmm. in a way that the phone doesn't quite feel like it could be but obviously it can be i mean yeah yeah but it's just funny that to have that line in there because i do fully believe it mm-hmm. but it's just such a foreign concept <laughs> i think that well and i would say that like our generation or the next generation more so would be like, I could duh, listen to you on FaceTime for hours. Cause like, that's a thing. Kids FaceTime all the time. I did not realize how big of a thing it was until I worked with elementary schoolers. That is it's weird. like constant. I remember I was hanging out with, I think, I think it was hanging out with you one time mm-hmm. and you, someone just started a FaceTime out of the blue. I think it was Carter, probably. Probably. He's the one that does that to me the most. And I'm like, <laughs> and it just blew my mind where I was like, what is happening? I would never call someone out of the blue and you're getting a video call with them out of the blue? Like, I, I what will, a bizarre thing. I'll call people out of the blue if I feel like it's a, like a time where it would work for them. Like, I'm not going to call friend of the show, Nathan Haverstick at 12 PM, even if that's when I want to talk to Nathan, but, uh, cause he's likely in class, but I'll call him out of the blue. At You'll call 10. him at 12 AM. Yeah. Yeah. At 12 AM. Good Lord. I'm, I'm driving to him. <laughs> uh, look, call me anytime, Andrew. Call me. Maybe. You already have my number. It's true. So call me baby. <laughs> so, the so then Eugene Katrina's like why why are you doing all that or Connie I think says mm-hmm. like why are you doing all this she has a perfectly good job here yeah and he gets kind of like flustered again Katie. and then just like is like wait can we go to your office mm-hmm. so much use of Wit's office this episode so much use of Wit's office <laughs> and then Wit's like okay Connie continue the story and it is. I think the handing off of this story is incredibly artfully done. Mm-hmm. I really like the yo-yo 
Wit's telling it, then Connie's telling it, then Wit's telling it, now Connie's telling it. Yeah. And, like, Wit told the parts that he was there for, mm-hmm. and Connie told the parts that she and Wit were there for, so she could tell them. Like, it's just, yeah. it's really well handled in a way that could feel really goofy. Mm-hmm. It just, like, it serves the episode in a good way no, I, and I, is it fun. it seamlessly, and it makes yeah. sense. I don't know. This episode just has, like, every... Con- like every person who is in the episode is paired up with another with one with the all the other people at some point yeah like we're just constantly bouncing between these two people are talking now these, these two, two are now these four now these three and they're all great like, like, yeah they're all, all of the stellar. dynamics work all of these actors are so good they've mm-hmm. all been on the show for so long even lucy mm-hmm. has been on the show for like four years at this point so like it just it works yeah um and yeah, we we jump back in and the my my just my big note is it is it's so weird how much like because of like time compression in Odyssey mm-hmm. there is just this crazy thing where it's like it doesn't feel like this was that long ago and yeah. it helps that we just covered it yeah yeah within the past year like probably what if <laughs> I know it won't have lined up, but it would no, be hilarious no, if we released be. this one a full year after last one. <laughs> like that would be kind of beautiful. That but, that would be the grossest that we I could would just suggest. we could just hold this one for another five years so we could drop <laughs> it on the sixth year. I think no. What we do is we pull a gotcha, we drop it, pull it, and then re-release it in six years. <laughs> oh, but the with in flashback form. <laughs> yeah, flashback to twenty twenty three. Wait, I need a cold open for this episode. What it or like the like little teaser audio. Yeah, yeah. What if I pull it from Gotcha? Oh, like from our coverage of Gotcha. That would be yeah. That's a good idea. You that would definitely. be pretty fun. And probably easy to do. Yeah, I mean. Easy enough. All right. Well, you probably already heard that if I did it. (laughs) And if I didn't, I'm cutting this. Um, Or not. Who knows? I always edit this before I make the teaser, so. That's fair. Uh, Anyways, the the deal is that, that, yeah, it, it just, it's like it feels like the Bible room should have been created like 20 years ago. No, but it's like Connie is there. She Mm -hmm. still sounds basically the same. She is playing a younger high schooler. Six years have passed and she has not graduated. Mm -hmm. Like she has become a Christian. So that part's different. But like even the fact that Lucy's like, oh, I remember Philo. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I understand why you would. That makes sense. It's also weird. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Well, and like you said, the fact that I don't think either of us had listened to Gotcha before no. we recently covered it. And so now to have it fresh in our memory and for me, having listened to this episode before, right. there's just a whole lot of <laughs> yep. a whole lot of overlap there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it, it's interesting and cool. And I think it lets me appreciate this uh, episode more completely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and And so we come out and... Yeah, Katrina talks about just being, like, impressed by Wit's dedication Mm -hmm. um, and wants to know more about Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, she has some line of, like, did he really 
create the Bible room just mm. because of like, you know, just to counteract horoscopes or whatever. Yeah. And Connie says in like the most like, man, Paul McCusker must have had, must have just been like laughing so hard writing it. Connie just replies, you heard it with your own ears. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like, it's the joke that every audio drama wants to make. And he yeah. did it. And yep. I respect him for it. Yep. Um, and yeah, it is. I don't know. It's cool. Like I, and that's, and that's the end of mm-hmm. the flashbacks. We can kind of tie a bow on that portion of the show. I think it's interesting that Connie or that Katrina rather just sees the positives and not, and not the like wild horoscope stuff, but also Mm -hmm. it does make sense to an extent that like woman of science, Mm -hmm. Katrina Meltzner, it dang it. (laughs) Woman of science, Katrina Shanks Shanks. (laughs) is not, um, is not, thrilled like he's not someone who was like man i'm really into horoscopes so Mm -hmm. this is like going up against like my thing yeah like very much you know cause and effect rationalist here yeah she would definitely go i i feel like she'd be more likely to call wit on uh calling astrology a cult (laughs) and i was like sure no it's it's just it's just its own religion my guy (laughs) yeah yeah it's older than Christianity. <laughs> so do we, we didn't talk about Eugene talking to Wit yet. So that's literally the next scene. Okay. So Eugene's like, can I be completely frank with you, Wit? And Wit says, unless you're going to criticize my mustache. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's a great joke. I, yeah. mm, I love that Wit is a little insecure about his mustache. Yes. yes. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm insecure about my mustache too, and I've got a beard somewhat yeah. attached to it. So, yeah. how do you think Jason would look with a mustache? You think you think he's ever tried that out? Uh, he's got it. He had like a soul patch when he started yeah. in the show. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because of the had. era. Mm-hmm. So, well, actually, I think when he started, he was clean shaven, and then he went soul patch, and now I don't know what his current status is. I mean, he was—he's been undercover so many times. It's I, true. There, there has to be a mustache version a of mustache of Jason. Egg. He's yeah, yeah that's true. Head. Yep. All of it. Uh, so, uh, so the, yeah, Eugene then kind of, yeah, just fesses up to like not, and, and this is also a moment that I think is so well written, yeah. so genuine, yeah. could have been terrible and isn't, yeah. which is Eugene being like, I don't. Like, this is just, this This is my world's colliding. Yeah. I mean, Katrina working here is weird. My time with Katrina is supposed to be a break from work. Mm-hmm. And now they're overlapping. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm just like, this is such a good, it's a great realization for him to have. It's very healthy. It's mm-hmm. very, like, understandable. Yeah. And, and Wit's like, oh, I didn't like think of you at all when when I did this cuz I genuinely hadn't realized how far your relationship well, had progressed. Yeah, okay. Cuz he stutters. He he wit like right. stops and he's like uh, uh doesn't know what to say and he says, has yeah. advanced. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is funny and it's cute and yeah. like it's a great interpersonal moment between the two of them, but it's Yeah. like it is great that like 
Eugene is being vulnerable and honest, and Wit is admitting to potential fault or not even not even fault, but just, just like Wit cares. Yeah, he's not going like, oh well, Eugene, that's silly. You'll be fine. Yeah. he's being like. Oh, I genuinely hadn't considered that. I didn't realize... Didn't he just go on a spiel about co-workers not dating? <laughs> he did, in fact, <laughs> in the previous episode. It's a great point. And, yeah, I, I think he... Um, yeah, it's just... It's, like... It makes... To- like, this is a scene, especially this first half, mm-hmm. where both of these characters feel like they are acting in completely, like, character-driven logical but emotionally resonant ways Mm -hmm. like it's just some it's just good writing at its best as Mm -hmm. far as like characterization goes they are all they are both operating within the bounds we've seen them or like in the way we have seen them or we would the way we would expect but a situation where they haven't been before Mm. and just navigating it so well and i yeah i just i I dig it like i i like this a lot and then He's like, I think I'm in, like, because Wit's yeah. saying, like, I didn't know how far things advanced. And Eugene's like, I think I'm in love with Katrina in as much as I know what Anything love has. about those things, yeah. And then we cut to commercials. Yep. Which is a thing. Odyssey never does the cut to commercial, come back in on the same scene yeah. that, like, every like mm-hmm. that that makes watching old shows on netflix really rough yeah <laughs> true yeah like yeah. where they where you come back in and it's a different shot it's a different take of the same thing and they repeat it but there was no commercial break in between yeah like they're normally like even if they edit to commercial break it's always like and we come back in and we're in a different scene and mm-hmm. it's not like not a, a concern deal. but it's just yeah it's interesting here and he yeah, he then is really well, and you, right. We get Wit saying you're in love with Katrina, mm-hmm. and then he does like in about as much as I, you know, think I know what love is, and he, yeah, and Wit like Wit makes a com- like they continue talking, and Wit makes a comment of like, is there something more here? And Eugene, like, starts and stops multiple times trying to get the words out and a coherent mm-hmm. thought. And it's Will Ryan killing it. Yeah. It's Paul McCusker doing a great job with the writing. And Phil Lawler, if he is directing the scene, which mm-hmm. we can assume he is, nailing it. Yeah. And like, Hal it, Smith's voice acting yep. is really Oh, yeah. Good. and Right. Hal Smith on the flip side doing great. And, yeah... The thing Eugene says is he, that he's just, he's afraid, given the fragility of their relationship, mm-hmm. of the influence that everyone's going to have mm-hmm. on her being at wit's end. And, yeah, and... He's, like, loosely implying that, like, their Christianity right. and his slight apprehension towards it... could create potential problems in their relationship which very real very interesting surprising that eugene would say that to wit and then wit responds well yeah yeah and and wit wit kind of says like like is this concern because of our christianity and eugene's like 
he's like, in a word, yes. And Wit's like, is that because you think that she would be averse to it? And he says, I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he says, is it because you think she'll be won over by it? And he says, again, I, I don't, don't know. know. So one, just like getting Eugene to admit that he doesn't know. Great. And it just well, especially feels... Especially when you're talking about somebody else's faith journey. Right. And But it, it feels so real. He gets to voice these concerns. Wit hears him and acknowledges them as concerns. He yeah. doesn't dismiss them. No. He's or not like... Even though those concerns kind of challenge his beliefs. Like, like he totally could have been, and uh, later Wit might have, you know come down on eugene for being like well why would him being a be a christian right. be such a bad thing right exactly why are you saying that we're bad influences on these people yeah you know at the end of the day this is my business and i can hire who i want like there's yeah so many opportunities for him not to be gracious here mm-hmm. but it is just a perfect encapsulation of their relationship at this point and it's really it's really beautiful yeah and i yeah i just I have so much appreciation for it, and yeah, and I, I also, I get, I get the concern over these worlds colliding. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, the clear boundaries thing makes so much sense. But even in this, where it's like the, at least for me, and I think this is probably general, but who I am and how I respond to certain things is very dependent on who I am around. That's yeah, that's fair. I, like I feel like that's probably I mean, pretty you drive universal. different when other people are in the car. Yeah. And and having so I like I get that thing of Eugene being like Katrina knows what I am like in the college context. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what I'm like in the work context. Yeah. And that is basically like, his family. Right. Like and he also like... has to underscore, like there's, there's an undertone of like, and because of the values that wit and Connie like put forth, Eugene is going to, be different mm-hmm. around them mm-hmm. than he has been around Katrina up to this point. Yeah. And now like in addition to how is this going to affect her directly, he has to face, Oh, I'm not like I, yeah, there are things that I would say to her that I'm not going to say in front of Wit. Yeah, exactly. There are things that there are ways that I, I act here that I don't bring into my relationship with Katrina. And it is just like, I I love bringing my friends together, mm-hmm. but there is sometimes an awkward tension of, oh, I don't make that kind of a joke around, around that, that person kind of, yeah. because I am either because the context I know them in is different or more often because I'm trying to impress them and mm. seem like a better version of myself around them. Yeah. And so I'm not going to, you know, talk about X, Y, Z because I am trying to portray myself as better than that. Yeah. And I'm not. And that sucks for that. Other, like, I, it's not I'm not saying this is a good quality, but I can empathize with the. Oh, man. No, how is calling. my relationship with Katrina going to change when she sees me 
in this context. Yeah. Well, and, and as we stated, Eugene does not have family. Eugene, like, this is Eugene's family. Yep. This is Eugene's home to a certain extent. Like, you know, that, I mean, it's 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 like you start date. you're not even dating somebody and you find out they're moving in with you. You're like, but this is going to change things. Right. Maybe not all bad. Maybe still salvageable, but it's going to change things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, yeah, so they... And then Connie, so Connie interrupts... Barges in. And asks for... Uh, what is it? it it's Wits, It has a book on, like, basic Christianity. Yeah, it, that, I think it's just called Basic Christianity, which I wasn't sure if it was a play on Mirror Christianity or not. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, that, Con, that he had, like, worked with Connie and then when she first became a Christian and she wants to take it to show to Katrina. And so she leaves and then Wit and Eugene both go, I guess we should go investigate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they venture out. Um, and yeah, we get uh, a scene between, yeah, between both Katrina and Connie or no, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's all of them. Yeah. It's the four of them. And, and I guess Lucy's there too. And Katrina just has this line of like, I never considered that the teachings of Christianity might have personal ramifications. Why haven't you this ever, like, why hasn't this ever come up Eugene? Like, why mm-hmm. don't like, why isn't this something we've ever talked about? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he brings up like, Oh, like it, like, yeah, it just never came up when we were at the college. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this like kind of like awkward pitter patter back and forth, and then Eugene um, excuses himself, and Connie and Katrina head up to Wit's office, mm-hmm. and um, we just get the um, a this... final quote from Lucy. Yeah, Lucy's Lucy's like, okay, I think <laughs> a I've Lucy got... adult man. <laughs> Lucy's like, I've got most of the story together, but I'd like a final word for you, and. Wit talks about like how this room was never had a purpose. It was mm-hmm. just a place for storage. And because of these events, like it got turned into the Bible room. And like that's what Wit's End has always been about. Not just redeeming rooms, but mm-hmm. redeeming lives. Yeah. And that is the final quote for this episode. And that is the final line that Hal Smith recorded before his death. I don't know for sure that he re- that, that line is. This is the last episode yeah, yeah. he recorded, and it is that when I referenced That's earlier harrowing. at the beginning wow. that there's like wild coincidence. I cannot believe six years that, after that this is the last episode that he gets to record and that that was not planned yeah they had written scripts for eight more episodes with wit in them that they were planning to record the week before the week following Mm -hmm. his death hal smith passed away um at age 77 but peacefully Mm -hmm. in his home and we never get they they will We'll be talking a lot in this arc about how they work around that. So we'll get to it as it comes. Mm. But I think it is worth underlining that that this is his final episode. Yeah. And the fact that it is such a good wit episode. Yeah. That we get we get the origin of wits. It's such a good episode. Yeah. Full on. Yeah. But it's a great wit episode 
his heart to heart with Eugene is fantastic. The fact that that's the final his scene between with... Will Ryan and Hal Smith. And then the fact that the episode ends with Lucy literally asking Wit for a final word yeah. to tie this all together. And he nails, nails it. But he <laughs> says the thesis of the show. Yeah. And then we end. And that's like, that's the final note of the episode. And there was, there were, what, this episode came out in April. He passed in January. So there were three months between this episode being, or over three months before this, between this episode being recorded Mm -hmm. and its release. And three months where they could rework parts of it. Mm -hmm. And we don't know to what extent it was changed after the fact what the what was written on the page versus yeah. what came out but regardless this was audio they recorded for this episode yeah and maybe they were able to edit it in a way to make it even more poignant yeah. or maybe that is truly just what was written but regardless it is kind of breathtaking no yeah that yeah i think breathtaking is is the perfect word for it it's i mean when you said that it happened six years after like wow that sounds coincidental but then when you you start looking more into all of the craziness that went into this episode and well and and Witt famously doesn't believe in coincidence no no certainly not he chooses to think things are providential yes so hal smith was providentially murked after a flashback um, no. <laughs> brutal uh, uh no no it's I, uh, my thing i would say that's really impactful is um his relationship with lucy in this episode and like this is hal smith's last episode and you get yep. him with a kid that he has a ton of interaction with yep. that she is talk to him about writing for the odyssey owl now she's writing for the odyssey times and she's acting like an adult and introducing herself to katrina and like whether she's a precocious sixth grader or she's slightly older at this point doesn't really matter it's yeah it's just i don't think that here's the thing i'll say i don't think they could do a better one if they tried if right if they knew that this was going to be a Hal Smith's final episode, it would have been worse. Oh, yeah. Infinitely. Like, they... And I think they do a great job when they transition hurling her out, and that is Mm. planned, and, like, I think, Mm. like, very well executed. But I don't think that they could have... With... I don't think Hal Smith's final episode would have been able to pack the punch that this one does if they were writing it with that in mind and they might have found found a way i mean mortal coil was originally written as this is how we write wit off the show Mm. and then they changed the ending because they liked the episode so much yeah so it's not that they couldn't have executed it but it is just yeah it's it's breathtaking that this is that this is how he goes out well and i would say that you know that 
I think is the beauty of it is because it was so unintentional and like when you think about somebody you don't like if you think about somebody you're mourning you don't think about like their crowning achievement you think about like those little casual Mm -hmm. moments that you had with them that stuck with you for some reason for sure um and so like yeah no I, i i i wholeheartedly agree with you that there's no way and Lord McCusker and Lawler, if you mess up what you're doing with Will Ryan, I will hunt you down and set your entire state of ablaze. Yeah. Yeah. There will be no more Colorado. But yeah, the fact that this was not a that it's not it doesn't tie a tidy bow on the character of Wit. No. But it kind of ties a perfect bow on Hal Smith exactly. as Wit. Yeah. Um, yeah. and uh that's a yeah. great great way to end it i know i i i think i think i'm just gonna shoe plugs yeah, um shoot, shoot. you're okay with yeah. that and 95 percent is too low 95 <laughs> percent is pretty pretty amazing i'll i'll give it to the to the wiki but uh <laughs> but we're gonna be back next week to talk about episode 267 it ended with a handshake bye guys arrivederci Wadfam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalk Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. It began with a rabbit's foot, was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Acebo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Chalk Pod.